Hello, everyone, and welcome to Monster Hour. I am Quinn, your keeper of monster and mysteries. With me today are Hannah. Hi, I'm Hannah, and I play Jer the Crooked. Kyle. Hi, I'm Kyle. I play Alvin the Monstrous. And Tio. Hi, I'm Tio, and I play Constance the Expert. Last time, after some last-minute healing, preparation, and words of encouragement, the three of you set in motion your plan to summon and destroy the Verkalakis. With the Daylight Society arranged in a summoning circle in the living room, J.R. used the magical connection of the wasting disease to locate the undead creature, plucking it from the dark forest and plopping it down in the middle of the studio. And that's when things got a little bit icky. <laughs> yeah, it's so gross. Uh, oh, God. Uh, the biohazard. plague vampire uh. proved to be a dangerous and vile adversary, blighting uh. and befouling everything in its path. Gross. After Alvin's opening salvo ripped apart the front half of its body, the Verkalakis responded with a bileless broadside that left you and your allies reeling. JR delivered some magical reinforcement with an anchoring spell and further bogged down the beast using the sticky paper bazooka that Alvin found in the armory, and Constance delivered the final blow with righteous fury, removing its head with a chef's knife and setting fire to the body in her bathtub. Woo! <laughs> as, closed. Is tra- as is tradition. <laughs> We closed with a reinvigorated Georgiana emerging from Constance's bedroom, the wasting disease purged from her body. Constance, Georgiana takes several steps towards you, wraps her arms around you, picks you up off of the ground, and swings you several circles around in the living room. As every member of the Daylight Society slowly realizes what's happening, and I think breaks out into hooting and hollering and cheering. Woo! Yeah! That's right! And finally, Georgiana sets you down, puts both her hands on your cheeks, shakes her head just a little bit, and smiles at you and says, I knew you could do it, Constance. Oh, thank God someone did. (laughs) I'm not going to lie, I wasn't sure on that one. We all definitely believed too. Uh, uh (laughs) (sighs) Uh-huh. Georgiana is delivering uh, adulations upon you as she lets her hands drop down and is just holding both of your hands in a familial way. She grips them tightly and just says to you, I knew you could do it, my dear. I'm so, I'm so grateful, not just to be back here, but to finally be free of this foul malediction. I knew you could do it. Th- thanks. I think I go in for a hug, even with all the... I'll go in for hug number two, even with everything. Oh, yeah. I mean, she she like ran and you know picked you up off the ground. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and from the bedroom, Mr. Blue comes out and he's got, I think probably for the first time, like a genuine smile on his face. Not guarded. Not... Smile on his mask. Yeah. Mm. On his mask face. <laughs> I, uh, I tussle his hair, his mask hair. <laughs> he begrudgingly lets it happen. Yeah, he better. My God. It's like... <laughs> You have earned this. Thank you. You may you may tossle my hair. Yes. I've earned you. a tossle. I accept the tossling. Thank you. <laughs> I kind of look up at our our group of Daylight Society. I go, does anybody feel like they need to talk about this? Because if you do, it needs to be with somebody other than me. But I respect your desire to want to get closure. Also, I need you to go away. Just don't look at me right now. I don't want you to remember me like this. (laughs) And I can't take a fucking bath. (laughs) 
because there's bits of vampire in the tub. And I take a pillow and I scream into it. (laughs) I think Jenny steps forward and kind of like looks around and says, yeah, we all talked about it. And I think we're all in agreement that we're just going to pretend this never happened. (laughs) I find that for all of our collective well-being. I I quietly go into the kitchen into like a little cupboard in there and I pull out a stack of coupons and I hand one to everyone. And if you read the card, it's a one time free trial pass to Hummingbird, which is the fancy local gym that like all the the lab folks use because it's got like cucumber water and all this stuff. (laughs) But they have really nice individual showers with like honey tea drenched shampoo and all this. And I'm like, you should all be able to technically get in for free one time with this. I suggest we go uh, clog their pipes with this and, and, and not mine. And then I stand there waiting to see what everyone does. I think everyone is a little overwhelmed right now, but I do think, you know, everyone seems appreciative at least. And you, I think you reach back around to the, the circle and you realize Georgiana has, has stepped away and she is standing in front of your armory and she's going through the weapons. And as you approach, <laughs> she grabs a long spear with a golden blade, hefts it and tests the weight and looks at you and says... Constance, my dear, don't we have to slay this foul beast that you've been talking about? Mr. Blue has told me some of the stories that some creature here that's stealing people's memories. Yeah. There's a fight. Yes. We got, we got Odyssey Georgiana back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. As she's holding the spear, you, you do get the distinct impression of her in the Odyssey. Mm-hmm. That's a great point. I was kind of living in the the moment we were just in for a hot second, kind of forgot that we still have other problems. Um, <laughs> thank you for breaking that illusion for me. Um, I was expecting an interlude or something. Yeah, you're right. You're, you're totally right. Um, we were going to go for snacks. Can we, can we please go for snacks? I just want to go and get snacks. It's super important. I mean, it's part of our recovery, snacks. you know? We might yes. have to like Postmates snacks or something. Yeah, Leon yeah. actually already has his phone out and he looks at you. And he's like, yeah, I'm on it. Don't worry. I got it, y'all. <laughs> thank it's you. Okay. I, got, I got you. Oh, Leon. I never favorite. thought I'd say this, but thank God for Leon. Oh, no. Who's going to deliver snacks? I can't work today. <laughs> You're the one postman. The only postmate in all of Fremont. Well, I'm very I, efficient. I, yeah, I like I like the fiction that like you've put all the other postmates workers out of business because you're so fast with everything. Uh-huh. But everything does have a slight slobber to it. Do Everyone's... you hold it in your mouth as you just run from place to place? <laughs> yeah, I get everything nicely tied up in like the little plastic bag, double knot it, and then I hold the bag in my mouth and then wolf run. Yeah. <laughs> get places nice and quick. You get a good tip, though. Mm -hmm. Speaking of Alvin, I think Alvin's actually at the back door and he's pulled the hose. Okay, there we go. And just spraying himself off. That's probably what we (laughs) need to do in this moment. Alvin, as you're hosing off outside in the back, uh, I'm going to give you an oops. Although I don't know what you think of it. But you notice just like the butt of a cigarette or as you pick it up and smell it, maybe something stronger, something a little bit more herbal uh, that's just out on the back porch. Something a little more dank. Yeah, looks like someone was having a Colorado cigarette out here. That's right. <laughs> but you can't for the life of you figure out who it who might be. That? Oh, 
Oh, no. <laughs> oh, Stan. Oh, bud. Alvin is curious about this and looks around and I... No, I, I just... I overhear from behind me people saying, we have to figure out what's going on with the mystery. Anyone who leaves is a liability. And I decide I'll do just a quick peek. <laughs> oh, God. And I, I dash. I look through the gate and I dash back. I mean, you don't see anyone or anything in the alleyway. I know, but I'm sweating. Okay, if you say so. (laughs) (laughs) This doesn't seem like the thing that would physically exert you, but sure. Oh, not physically, no. Oh, I see. Yeah, okay. Makes more sense. Mm -hmm. I do think as as you're sort of ordering Postmates, Cecilia kind of looks at all of you and, you know, Cecilia is is prepared. She has a change of clothes. She's already changed out of her halfway dissolved clothes and is uh, back in a, a new outfit. And she looks at everyone and says, you know, I do hate to be a buzzkill, but... As much as I would love a little bit of rest, any amount of rest, really, we can't just stay here forever in Constance's studio. There's not enough room. There's not enough couches. We're trading shifts on sleeping on the floor. We have to do something about this thing that's hunting us. Yes. I'm with Georgiana. And Georgiana gives her a big smile and nods. I mean, I'm all, I'm all for that. Like I said, I kind of just forgot. Which is ironic because it's all about forgetting. But uh, we need a plan for walking out of here because the moment we walk out of here, we become part of the problem. Every one of us that leaves here becomes a liability. So how do we want to address that? Okay, so here's my idea. Well, I mean, don't say no. Don't say no. I thought about this in the last five minutes while I was sitting on your couch thinking about the futility of life the fact that there is plague vampire. You were I sitting on the couch inside in that? my ear. <laughs> uh, and then I screamed into the pillow. It's still in my ear. I have not put my finger in there to see if that's what's in my ear, but I'm pretty sure it's plague vampire. So here's my idea. And, you know, this is just a jumping off point. This is a no bad idea zone. Can we all buy into that right now? There is can, one bad can... idea. You sat on the couch covered in plague vampire. But you want me to sit on the floor like a fucking peasant? I don't yes. think so. <laughs> I'd start bringing the old wooden chairs back out of the <laughs> kitchen. <laughs> Look, we put down a newspaper. We probably oh, have a lot of chairs. We're retconning that there was a thin layer of newspaper over this couch, so it's fine. Okay. You see Jasper just like laying sprawled out on the couch. It's like, <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I thought put- we were throwing this thing away. <laughs> um, Constance puts in the notebook that she has of all the itemized list of things that people owe her. She's putting couch down. Okay, Moving you know on. what? JR takes one of the earrings out and just hands it to Constance. <laughs> and <laughs> no bad ideas, right? Right. So Everyone here's nods. my idea. Everybody leaves the apartment, but when they do, they're tied to the apartment by string. I call <laughs> it an extended toddler leash. We'll rebrand it to make it something like memory related. Like the frick, oh my God, I got it. Okay, so it's string, you tie it in knots, it's called the forget-me-not. Ah, <laughs> oh, ah. that's very good. I ah. was skeptical about how good this idea was, but oh. I want to do it now just for the name. I do kind of want to do it, yeah. Leon was sitting down like really beleaguered and he just stands up and starts clapping. <laughs> it's right, it's right. 
That's my idea. I do have some ideas about how to improve it, but I think that's our baseline is like, we have to literally be anchored to the apartment or somehow metaphorically because this place is safe. First of all, I whispered to someone else like, that actually was a pretty decent idea. Usually when she says no bad ideas, <laughs> you know, I'm, that was good. Um, what if You're we- not just saying that because I handed you a diamond earring to pay for the tub and the couch and a deep cleaning and I mean, probably fixing the wall. It didn't it hurt. It helped. Yeah. It helped. Yeah. Um, okay. But no, no, no. Constance genuinely really likes this idea, especially since her only other option would be to do what she did to the car, but to all of you. And that sounds like a bad idea. Oh. So um, uh, Constance kind of goes, love it. I appreciate the simplicity and I think that it'll work. My only addition, what if we leave one person here as the resident historian? So like if we forget, you know, we come back and that person goes, oh, you are JR. Let me tell you about yourself. (laughs) One person (laughs) who's in charge of everyone's past. Just in case. Yeah, I think, I think, uh, I don't think at any point we want to leave the apartment unpersoned. I think there always yeah. wants to be somebody there. And I was also thinking about, I mean, I still really love the idea of just everybody leaving this apartment tied to it with string, perhaps color coded. It's, it cannot go wrong. The string will not get caught on anything. It'll be fine. Everybody will make it back. I realize probably circulation issues. Yes. But the other thing if I was thinking about, about is actually string, would you writing stuff down about ourselves. Uh... Cecilia raises her oh, hand. Yeah. <laughs> Cecilia, welcome to the no bad idea zone. What do you have for us? Can I yes and here? Yes and, <laughs> Cecilia. I'm, I'm trying to be more open to some of the yep. ideas that you all come up with. <laughs> I'm working on myself. Why are you looking at the three of us when you say that? (laughs) No reason. No comment. Okay. Can I also suggest that perhaps we go out in pairs? This thing seems to strike most when people are alone. Oh, yeah. That's a good point. So if we go out in pairs, maybe maybe that'll deter it or or make it harder. That's true. Constance got hit when she was by herself and leaving... CNL. Sarah and I didn't mm-hmm. get hit. You and Pax didn't get hit. That's a great point. Also, if the people tie themselves to each other too, then to Alvin's point, you won't forget who you are and go, why am I tied to this string and just take the string off? You'll be like, why am I tied to this other person? And then I that mean, I have a lot of logistical questions. Yeah, I mean, I still have a lot of logistical questions about getting too far with a string and getting tangled up, but I'm sure someone can work that out. Right? Yeah, great. Anyway, pairs. Yeah, buddy system. Here we go. I'm liking the buddy system. How about we just marry these two together and everyone gets to tie a piece of string around their finger? And then maybe you also just write on your hand, do not remove string. You know, let's fail safe things in a Return to sender. Constance, you have an Instagram backpack, so I'm going to make some assumptions about, you know, we've been living together for a while, that you have a Polaroid camera somewhere in this... Yeah. So take a picture of everybody and then write down with the photograph, name, number, contact information, and a fun fact about yourself so that we have like in the apartment a concrete thing that you have touched and interacted with before you leave. It's not just about getting information. 
I have a feeling that perhaps that like the physical contact with an actual item might somehow help. I don't know. I just also have this idea of like, it'll be a fun art project. <laughs> Pax looks at you, JR, and says, I don't mean to be a downer here, but I assume some of these and they turn their wallet out and a bunch of blank cards just fall out. At Aww. one point had valuable information. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know if this plan will work. First of all, hold on to those business cards because I may... Oh, yeah, this was just for dramatic effect. Oh. And they pick them back up. Gotcha. Okay. Okay, well, how about this? This will be interesting, is if somebody goes out and gets whammied, perhaps when we're here, we can see what happens to the photo, and it'll give us a clue. I don't know. So it just can't be something about yourself. So what if you write down, stick with the person next to you, do not take the string off, go to this address, right? Those are not things about you. That seems like it would work. Yeah. Like, we can still put the Polaroids in the house just to see what happens to them. But uh, I think some clear instructions written on your arm, like, <laughs> literally, step one, you are going to be okay. Step two, stick with your buddy. Step three, go to this address. Some instructions. Generic. Yeah. Yes. You know what? I kind of like the idea of having that on my arm in general. Like, just, you are going to be Okay. <laughs> Stick with your buddy. <laughs> Always come back to you know your home at the end of the day. I think those are That's good true. rules to live by. Mr. Blue, as you're having this conversation, steps forward and says, as much as I don't relish the idea of staying out of the fight such as it is, I would like to volunteer to stay. Constance, I'm curious to look at more of these paintings you have. Perhaps there's something there. Constance both practically understands why Mr. Blue wants to do this, but also like her heart is so full at someone wanting to stay behind and look at her paintings. She's like, yeah, of course. (laughs) And Eve, I think, steps forward and says, yeah, I'm not really down with the going out to fight some strange thing that eats people's memories. That's not really my whole deal. But, you know, I got lots of contacts around the city and I'm happy to call people down, start chasing sources. Even if no one remembers these people, if they're still out there, they're probably confused and scared, and they're likely to be drawing attention to themselves. Uh, someone's going to find them. That's a good point. Yeah. Get all the all the lost children back to the apartment. Mm-hmm. What she said. I think as these two volunteer to stay in the apartment, and the rest of you start working out where you might chase down your leads, Constance, you have a finer sense than most about your studio and when something is off and you feel like something is just tickling at the back of your head. Mm. And it takes you several moments to realize it, but you hear a scratching at the door. Mm. What do you do? Can I look through the peephole? I don't think you can see what it is, Mm. but you can tell very clearly and distinctly that something, something with claws is scratching at the door, somewhat agitated. Is it that I don't have full visibility around the door, or is it that when I look, there's nothing there? Through the peephole, you can't see anything. Okay. I think I call over Mr. Blue. Okay. And I say, there's something magically scratching at the door outside. And Georgiana my- runs forward with the spear. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. My inclination is to open the door, but there's a part of me that thinks it might be smart to have, you know, not a human do that. Just in case it's something that we're more susceptible to. What do you say, bud? You want me to be your shield? 
Not shield, uh, discerning filter. Clever. Thank you. He opens the door. What happens? And standing on the doorstep is a slightly older looking golden doodle. Oh, (gasps) And she runs inside, looks agitated, and jumps into your lap, Constance. (gasps) She is wearing a collar with a tag and nothing on it. What? No. We don't remember this dog, do we? Oh, this is Gladys. Oh, okay. But the- but we don't, but... No, this is, I mean, this is Gladys. This is the neighborhood dog. Yeah. Nobody really owns her, but, you know, everyone in the neighborhood takes care of her. And uh, uh... you don't know why she's so agitated. This is really unusual, but yeah, this is Gladys. Since we know Gladys and we're familiar with Gladys, does that tag usually have just Gladys's name on it or does it have like Ethel's phone number? Who? Yeah. Oh, no. Nobody. Yeah, nobody owns this dog. That's right. Wait, but we're... (laughs) Now! Oh, Jesus. Look, Ethel was too damn nosy, so... But Ethel had kept the protection spell on the studio going. Only us players know who Ethel is. Yeah, we're we're having an out of game conversation where uh, yes, Tio yes. Tio is freaking out because first of all, Ethel, you know, nosy, but at the end of the day, great, mm-hmm. great neighbor. Hold on, let me see the let me see the dog's collar. It's got a blank space on it. Mm-hmm. Quinn, is it a spot that like? You know, because sometimes people buy a collar for a pet and they just leave like a tag on there that's blank. Does this collar look like that tag should have been used, or is it just a collar? It looks like the tag should have been used. Okay. I think we're we've forgotten about the people, but we're aware that weird stuff is happening. So I think if we see something where information should be and it's not, it's, I think we could assume we, we can still see we that as as weird, right? We don't see that as like Doctor Who paper where we just like, oh, it's normal. <laughs> I buy that something seems odd here to you. I I would like to run an experiment. Perhaps if we do the Wayback Machine on the collar, and if we see the name, I'm wondering if we will then remember who this person is. Worth a try. Okay, so I'm going to try and do the same spell that I did with Pax's is business cards with the collar of Gladys. Sure. That is an eight. On a seven to nine, there is a glitch. I think I'm going to choose the same one that I chose for last time, which is short duration. Yeah, so you start rolling back time in just a little bubble around this collar. It doesn't actually take too long. I think with Pax, it took like approaching a minute, but now it just takes a couple of seconds. And you see on the collar, if lost, please call. And then it gets really hard to focus on it, just really hard to focus on the word. And the more you stare at it, the harder it becomes to perceive. And you start to feel this sharp pain in the front of your head. And finally, the word comes into view, but you don't understand what it means. Ethel. There's no one in your neighborhood named Ethel. And besides, no one's owned this dog as long as you can remember. Is there any additional information on the tag, such as an address or a phone number that I would have seen as I'm doing the Wayback Magic? 
your glitch was the effect is of a short duration. And so I think the consequence here is that you are so focused on trying to pick out that name, trying to work through the magic, that before you can discern anything else, time rolls back and everything on the collar fades. Okay. And it, it hurts a lot though, right? Like it, this is a little bit of an ouchie in the head. Yeah. I'm not okay. going to make you mark one harm, but it's approaching that. <laughs> okay. I will need some ibuprofen and perhaps a Yeah, you have a, a migraine for sure. Yeah. Well, that's interesting. I don't understand the name. Can I say the name to other people? Will they? Or yep. is this like a, okay. It's, it's Ethel, but huh. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Do you know it? I mean, this is just accelerating. We first thought it was just folks connected to Imagine Labs, but it seems to just be getting out of control and hitting anybody in the town now. If, mm-hmm. if yeah. it's just some some neighbor with a dog, surely I, I can't imagine that they'd be connected to Imagine Labs. Oh, Imagine. Yeah. So let's uh let let's let's get this son of a bitch. Seems it's not a person. Let's get this thing. Which, uh, I'm sure we have already discussed this, but if we have not, the fact that Anansi is a spider, right? And we've already battled a digital spider. Mm -hmm. I realize we've already made the connection to Imagine Labs as Mm -hmm. the people who were backing the little little smash and grab group that I was in. Uh, But Anansi is also like, he is a trickster and often takes the guise of a spider. And it was a digital spider in Imagine Labs is trying to do a digital VR experience unveiling yeah, it's just, in yeah. like just a checks watch flavor. tomorrow. Yeah. The VR is definitely connected in some way. So yep. we know how we're going to not be screwed about getting lost. What do we actually want to go do right now? I would like a shower. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean, in terms of like the uh, we can sort out our hygiene concerns, but like, what do we want to do? about the memory. Alvin, I'm going to give you an oops. Yay! Double oops. It is at this moment that your phone rings. Okay. It is Kristen. Ah, ha-ha! Aha! My plan worked perfectly. <laughs> ah, your rock oh, plan. Wow. <laughs> I'm, I'm very happy for you. I answer the phone. Weird guy? Yeah, Alvin. <laughs> yeah, you said you knew it was happening. A rough idea, yeah. Okay, well, I've just been trying to lay low, but I have this thing in my studio, some sort of like headset or something. I don't know. It's it's doing really weird things, and I don't know what to do about it. You said you could help? Oh, my God, yeah. Does it have insignia on it? Does it say Imagine Labs? Yeah, it does. I, I, we're, coming, we're coming right over. Sarah, you're with me. Are these all the weird friends you said cared about me? Oh, you heard <laughs> that. Sorry. I meant to yell that off phone. Sarah, you're with me. Um, Yes, we're coming to help. Okay. Sarah is my sister. Okay. Don't bring a lot of people. Okay. Just, okay. Not too many. Guys, no, just you, Sarah. Yeah, just the two of us. How many friends do you have, weird guy? What? Just a couple. uh, One, two, three, like a dozen. Do you just like hang out all the time? Well, right now is a very specific (laughs) time that means, yes, we do hang out. We are hanging out at this moment. This moment has been for a while, but I wouldn't say it's like all the time. Okay, I'm going to stop asking questions because I'm beginning to regret this. But hey, whoever you need to bring to help me work this thing, it's like making weird like sounds like 
tones and I can't turn it off and it just shows this weird point of view thing. Anyways, just come over whenever you can, please. I hope it goes without saying, but don't put it on. We'll be right <laughs> I mean, there. I, I put it on a couple times. It just shows this weird program and I can't what? turn it off. Okay, well, don't put it on anymore. It's not on right now, right? I'm not wearing it, but I can't. it oh, won't okay. turn off. I look around the Daylight Society and our tech expert is Kristen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, Sarah. Yeah, it's the two, two Hughes tech news. We got it. All right, let's go. Uh, and she like leaps to your side at attention. We take a tag. I tie it to my finger, like my pinky finger with string. Okay. Uh, two questions. Uh, is anyone else going <laughs> with you from the group or Constance and JR? Are you going to tackle your own thing? And are you implementing the forget me not? <laughs> I'm implementing. So good. A, so good. It's so good. I know. I know. I'm, I'm implementing a portable version of the forget me not. What does that mean? Which is I have tied information to myself. <laughs> So that you at least know where to go back to. Okay. You're doing the buddy system. We're doing the buddy system. It's at least Sarah and I. If some other folks want to come, they can come. But we can't bring everybody. I don't honestly know what I want to do. I didn't want to tag along only because I think Alvin and Sarah is a very fun pairing and I want to let them have their fun (laughs) with that. Listen, you have to let us go and fail some roles first. Yeah. Yep. I have the same feeling. I think, Alvin, you have not gotten to do a lot of fun capery stuff, and yeah. I am more than happy to let you two have an adventure. <laughs> I don't have anything in particular that I want to get done, and also, I'm very hurt. I mean, if the two of you want to hang at the apartment and, and yeah. you know, do research or heal or yeah. something along those lines, that's totally fine. I kind of want to make Pax touch the disc just to see what would happen, but I don't think that's going to take more than about five minutes. So that's the only thing I had on my agenda. <laughs> oh, okay. so obviously we want to get Georgiana in front of my mom, but I don't know that oh. this is a good time. Not right no. now. Um, <laughs> Georgiana's got the spear and she's looking at you and she's like, there is a foul beast to be slain. Yeah. My dear, yeah. we cannot. I want nothing more than to meet your mother again. I promise. I, I swear <laughs> to you, but. I think there are more pressing matters at hand. My sister totally can wait agree. again. To- yeah, ah, what's another couple of days? Totally agree. Also, she's more of a sit down with wine and dinner, not spear and blood kind of person. So if Georgiana wants to accompany me, I wanted to go to my job, <laughs> to the historical society and try to get a better sense of why all this weirdness is occurring here. Just like start to try to get ahead of the larger conundrum of firmament. If everyone else is investigating the thing right in front of us, I might as well start digging into the past. Sure. You can visit the historical society if you want. Great. I'll bring Georgiana with me. Hey everyone, Quinn here. I'm gonna be real with you up front. The real monster this week is the Sandman, who visited me last night to rub sleepy sand in my eyes so that I am both very tired, uh, but also can't go to sleep because there is sand in my eyes. This metaphor is falling apart. I'm very sleepy, but this is when I have to do the intermission. So here you go. We're going with relatable, overpolished this week. 
I hope you all are enjoying episode 45 of Monster Hour as our heroes decide how best to tackle the memory monster, their sole remaining problem. I'm sure they'll they'll figure it out and won't get waylaid by snacks or some wild cockamamie scheme. It's going to be great. Many thanks to everyone who's been helping spread the word about the show by leaving us a rating and review, giving us a shout on social media, or recommending us to a friend. Uh, we recently got a, a just wildly excellent review over on Podchaser from Andrew Lee. The thing reads like a New York Times review. All of us were like giddy school kids reading it. And honestly, it's a better pitch for the show than anything I could come up with. Uh, so if you two want to help new folks find the show and set our, our hearts a pitter-patter, a flutter, our little indie podcasting hearts, you two can go leave us a review on your podcatcher of choice or podchaser.com, which is sort of the universal place to rate things if your podcatcher does not have a rating system. No spooky spotlight this week, so that's pretty much all I got for you. Thanks for tuning in to this uh, very improvised and amusing, hopefully, intermission. We'll be back with episode 46 of Monster Hour on March 16th. I'll see you then. Constance, you and Georgiana are going to the Visitor's Bureau and History Museum, your place of employment? Question mark? <laughs> They have no one else to do it. They're not going to fire me. It's true. Now that Jenny is also a member of the Daylight Society, they really don't have employees. Yeah. So I think they just call you every day, like, begging you to come into work. I'm also very good at it. I know a lot of the history. I give really good tours. Like, mm -hmm. they want me there. It's true. People have specifically called out your unorthodox tours mm -hmm. on TripAdvisor. Yeah. Your oh, verve, yeah. your exuberance, your je ne sais quoi. <laughs> Every, you know, Midwest family looking for a cheap but interesting stop on their way to California uh, likes to stop <laughs> in and do a tour. And you know what? They tip well. Mm -hmm. uh, so you are still employed there. You are heading there with Georgiana to do a little bit of digging into the town's history, looking for more information. Yeah. You know, why is it a hellmouth? Things like that. Is there anything you do before you leave? Yeah, I bring my, f I, I have my Instagram backpack and I bring my flamethrower because, um, you know, Georgiana looks so cool with the spear. I don't want to be left out. Uh, we need to resolve something, actually. Oh? As far as you're aware, your Instagram backpack got burned up. You're right. I don't know if now you know if that's real or not, but unless you went back to get it, I'm not sure you have your Instagram backpack. That's a great point. I don't. Um. I'm not going to take your move away. So tell me what improvised contraption <gasps> you are using to store your improvised contraptions. Okay. Fanny well, pack. Fanny pack. Fanny so pack. So that, that is what I was going to go for. But, but wait. But wait. Okay. Okay. So I sheepishly pull out, you know, those fancy fanny packs that were popular two or three years ago. They're big. They're almost like satchels. They're square. They're not like triangly, but they are fanny packs. And everyone seemed to have one. So I bought one. And then I realized that when I was wearing it, I essentially couldn't really move in it because it was so <laughs> heavy around my waist. It was like literally a weight carrying me to the floor. But I sheepishly pull it out and I, you know, proceed to start stuffing it with a couple of random items. I do, of course, also tie all my info to my finger and do the same for Georgiana. And I also have mm -hmm. snacks. 
and a flashlight for surezies in there and a pair of socks. Always have a spare pair of socks. <laughs> okay. But yeah, I just start stuffing it with random things and I, I strap it around my waist. And I would like to say now, as, as the GM, you might say that I'm not allowed to do this. I would like to say that it in some way is a, a hindrance in my mobility. So <laughs> if something is attacking us, I think I am going to be slower at running. You are always allowed to give yourselves hindrances <laughs> as okay. players if you want to. Um, yeah. I, I'm never going to tell you no to that. So sure. Uh, it is clunky and obvious, and if you get into a fight, it's probably going to slow you down. And I think as the two of you are headed out the door, Georgiana looks at it and says, My dear, what is that exactly? <laughs> this is my entirely impractical fanny pack. So the Instagram backpack is dead. This is the entirely impractical fanny pack until I can order something new off of Instagram. What is Instagram? <laughs> oh boy oh we have so okay we'll get to it it's <laughs> it's a photo album online but people usually use it to take photos of their food to brag about how good the food they're eating is to their friends and family well, it's like a measure of social status then yep yep a hundred percent a measure oh, okay. of social status i got it got it got it okay I'm glad you picked up really quickly on that. It takes some people a while with Instagram. Yeah. Hmm. Perhaps they're just not as familiar. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Wow, I really like my aunt. <laughs> There's a part of me that thinks dope. This might She's cause great. a bigger rift in the family where like I no longer feel the need to like get closer to my mom because I can just hang out with my aunt instead. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. And the two of you are having this conversation. She's wearing one of your outfits and you're walking down or you're in your car and just between the two seats, between the driver's seat and the passenger seat, there's just the tip of this golden spear <laughs> as she's shit talking Instagram. Yep. <laughs> she's going to do fine. She's going to do great in this world. Oh, uh, yeah. So the two of you arrive at the Visitors Bureau and History Museum. I think there's a sign on the door that says back in five minutes, <laughs> but it's pretty clear that it's been closed all day. Uh, but you have a key and you open it up and you walk inside. Perfect. What do you do? I think first of all, I just kind of want to, you know, I haven't been here in a while. I just kind of want to look around and see if anything inherently just looks out of place like uh like I should be like we should be on edge in any kind of way like should we have weapons at the ready some might say I am attempting to read a bad situation <laughs> read a bad situation um <laughs> nothing in this place would make you think that you are under threat I'm not going to say it looks exactly the same as when you left it. Like some things have been moved around clearly uh, as your your absent boss who doesn't have a name uh, <laughs> has <laughs> has clearly been in more like doing the actual work and has made some adjustments. But, you know, nothing nothing significantly out of place or like, you know, it looks like the place has been ransacked or anything. Just, you know, a few like minor like the cash register is in a different place or like they moved this carousel of gift cards to a different spot or something like that. Great. Well, if that's all set up, I gesture in a very Vanna White style to the whole place. I need to be and keeping track of the number of Vanna White references that are made. Have I, I made a like, lot of Vanna White references? I think we're at like four or five. Okay. Uh, am first I wrong? Of all, 
National, <laughs> national treasure. To, like you were displaying something, like turning the letters like Vanna White. Listeners, tweet at us when you get to this point in the recording and let us know what our other The first person were. who tweets the correct number of Vanna White references gets a sticker. Yes. Or something. yes. The, the yes. secret yeah, is a sticker. We yeah, tweet it's happening. Yeah. Hashtag Monster Hour Pod. You get a sticker. Yeah, good for Vanna. Uh, look, Vanna is one of the highest paid television stars in the US with one of the longest running gigs. Uh, she also gives a bunch to charity. And she apparently has crochet and knitting endorsements and holds a world record. She does. She does. Her knitting, her yarn is available (laughs) at good craft stores everywhere, including but not limited to Michael's. Yeah, she's a fiber arts lady. I I respect that. Last Vanna White thing, and then I promise we'll get back to the show. She was presented with the Guinness World Record Certificate for the most frequent clapper because she claps so often on the show. She wow. averages 606 claps per show. Most claps on television. The most claps on television. The woman is literally the biggest cheerleader of other humans on television. So, <laughs> Vanna White, people. Oh, God, I hope she hasn't done anything terrible. If she has, I didn't know about it when I when we recorded this. Um, anyway, I gesture in a Vanna White way at the building in general, at everything, and I kind of tell Georgiana, like, If you're looking to get a little background on this wonderful town we call home, this is definitely the place to do it. Feel free to root around. Also, you know, we want to keep within eye contact. So how about you come with me to this back room and I go into the kind of the back office and what I'm looking for, uh, two things. One, almost every old library has this. And I would say that probably for us, it would be here. A filing cabinet full of note cards from the era before Google when people would come to the history board or to a library and ask their questions there, like questions that they didn't oh, have the answer to. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> ask I know a librarian. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. And usually it would be questions that they were a little nervous about. Um, the kind of things that you would privately Google these days, but you had to ask a real human because those humans were the ones in possession of all of the informational books. So I want to find those records and try to see if I can rifle through to find any weird questions that townsfolk had asked in the past, like, why is there a giant sinkhole and, uh, you know, a a terrible beast is coming out of it or whatever. And then I also want to look up any old newspapers or historical records of, like, important moments in the town. Okay. You head back. Uh, I think Georgiana is distracted by the machine that lets you press a coin with the town's image oh, yes. and the various other tchotchkes. Uh, she's she's just engrossed. Love but it. But you head back. And why don't you give me a roll to investigate a mystery? Oh, my God. I rolled a one and a two, which ends up being a six. I assume that Georgiana can't help me. Definitely not in this. Ah. Wow, that's you, almost as bad as it You could be. spend a luck or it's a fail. I'll spend a luck. This uh-huh. is important Whoa. mystery stuff, y'all. We're trying to understand what's going on in the larger sense. Also, I'm one away from doomed, and that just seems very interesting wow. to me. Wow, so. you're just... Constance is going to be doomed just because you oh think it's funny. Oh my God, f- like, you just want to fucking die. You just... You want Constance to- does not have a death wish. 
Tio has a death wish for <laughs> Constance. And those are two very different things. It's very true. It's very true. So when you mark luck, it makes it a 12. And since you have investigate a mystery as an advanced move, that means you get to ask two questions, whatever you want. Whew. Oh, this is a little bit of like the dog that catches the car and then it's like, <laughs> oh, oh, God. I have the car now. What do I do with the car? Do I get in the car? Do I drive the car? Do I know how to drive the car? I'm a dog. Okay, let's see. <laughs> I wonder if this is too broad of a question, but um, why firmament? What about firmament makes it a hotbed for all of this activity? Hmm. Constance, I think there are two bits of information that you find and I don't know that they answer this question, but it's the answer that I will give you for this question in this context. Okay. I think the first thing you find is not even necessarily that new. Or it's not new information. It's just presented in new context for what you understand and know now. Mm -hmm. A lot of people have asked, and I think there's now even like a display in the front because so many people have asked, but a lot of people ask, why is Firmament named Firmament? How did Firmament get its name? Hmm. Oh. Firmament was named by American colonists who moved into this land and occupied it. And it was so named because it typified the biblical definition of firmament, the thin membrane that separated Earth from the heavens above, the thinnest point between two planes of existence. Wow. Yeah, I mean, that makes sense. We're essentially just like we got a little bit of a putty wall between us and all this other stuff, huh? Ozone layer is thin over yeah. here. Yeah, <laughs> you get burned real easily. The other thing that you find that I think also partially answers this question is a history of the Silverton Mine mm -hmm. and a couple inquiries about why it shut down. Despite being a rather profitable mine, it suddenly went out of business. And the reason that you have discovered is that it was condemned by the United States federal government, specifically the Department of Energy. Oh. And the contents of the mine were transferred to one Colorado National Laboratory. Uh-huh. They dug too deep. Huh. Found the seal. Just like uh, Stoney when he was going into the... Oh, shit. They found that yeah. they found thing down there. That's another seal. Okay. Okay. Man, I really want to know what Stoney actually knows about Firmament. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it might, be, it might be time to ring that bell again. Okay. Uh, here's a question. How hard was it for me to find this stuff? Or is it just like very well cataloged and available to anyone who bothers to look? The first bit was easy to find. Uh, and in fact, you have a plaque out in front that says as much, but I don't think you really appreciated perhaps the statement until what you've learned about otherware and the mm -hmm. plane of memory and the hereafter. Right. The second bit was pieced together pretty painstakingly by a predecessor of yours who worked here based on files that previously became unclassified. Huh. It's public now, but it's not well known. Okay. Interesting. Well, Georgiana, we've we've found what we came here for. 
How you doing with those? Co- oh, how many pennies have you converted at this point? <laughs> There's oh, like boy. a pile out there. Um, <laughs> okay. Constance, you still have one hold. Oh, that's right. I do. Wait, do I? I asked two. Oh, I only asked one question. That's right. Oh, <laughs> yes, boy. There were sort of two bits two of information that answered your question, but you still have a hold. Oh, mm-hmm. boy. Okay. All right. Um, the power of an advanced investigative mystery is potent. You learn oh, yes. a lot. Any more information on how to seal the seal would be good too, because we've heard it, we've learned a lot about there are seals throughout the world, and it sounds a whole lot like one of them or pieces of one of them is in the Colorado National Lab. We probably have a piece of it in your apartment right now. Yep. So, like, any of those books have information on like ancient magic seal glue? Just realized that's what the disc was. Mm hmm. Because it's a piece of it's like got a it's broken. It's a piece of it, yeah. Yeah, I just oh oh boy. Look, it's a learning episode for us all. <laughs> oh <laughs> we boy, fa- we found I it just... in the big mushroom tree in the mine. Yeah, so... I just thought it was a magic thing that happened to be shaped like a. T- oh no! So then I think it is a magic thing. It is it's real that's magic. True. It's also it's true oh boy. magic. Oh boy, that's why I think that's why Alvin likes it. Oh my god. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, because oh, no. he's a defender or whatever. <laughs> no! Oh my god. Hey, you know what? <laughs> this is um This is the library. Oh <laughs> no. Uh listeners, listeners, for those of you who are poo-pooing us right now for taking this long, I will advise you to remember that we record these, you know, a couple of weeks apart, so it's a little hard to keep everything straight if you're binging. It's different. (laughs) And for those of you who just now caught up along with us, look, we're all in it together. So it's a win-win. Oh, no. I think oh, Kyle God. might have the right question, though, is uh, oh, how do we seal the seal back? You will not be able to get an answer to that here. Yeah, okay. that's too, Fine. That that's is beyond we, we, the scope of this oh, catalog. No. We only just have like a lore about it from a fey god. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> um, then uh, I'm here trying to dig up essentially why firmament like why all this is happening here but i I guess the the reason i want to know that is partly to understand what makes this place special and how it plays into like the larger world but then also maybe a little bit of trying to understand how we can get ahead of things that happen here Mm -hmm. so is there a predictable like lunar pattern by which like the thin membrane becomes thinner and things happen is there any way that we can use information about the town and why it's such a hotbed to be a little more proactive and a little less reactive i think you spend a little bit of time coming through the records here and you know there's no one piece of information so i'm just going to tell you Mm -hmm. there were a few reports of incidental sort of strange happenings, largely unverified. Verified strange happenings began when the mine was condemned and have rapidly accelerated in the last year and a half. Beyond that, there is no rhyme or reason. The last year and a half. And I wouldn't just off the top of my head know something big that happened in the town in the last year and a half, like a a reason why the last year and a half. Aside from it being not too long before your encounter with the Strigoi, no. 
Okay. Well, we've done what we need to do here. Uh, take your new jewelry and uh, let's go, Georgiana. Georgiana has a pile of minted coins. <laughs> yep. Hey, everyone's got a thing. Constance, my dear. Mm-hmm. Can I keep these? Oh, please do. We don't want them here. <laughs> Wonderful. JR. Yeah? You had an experiment that you wanted to run with yes. Lamont Pax? Yes. I want them to touch what I, Hannah, have realized is a seal. <laughs> I, uh, I feel like I've had my foundations shattered, and I'm going to have to go back and listen to a bunch of our podcasts again, <laughs> because I feel like I missed a lot. Uh, and I also would like to know when the rest of you figured this out and didn't bother to tell me. Uh, hear that, hear that, listeners. It's time for a re listen. Go ahead and re download all those episodes. Thank you. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, uh, my experiment is, is very simple. I am not a scientist, so there is no control group. Here is how the experiment goes I'm going to hold out the disc in front of PAX and I'm going to ask them to touch it and see if anything happens. Why do you want me to touch the disc? Just, just give it. Just, it's. I. I just want to see if you react to it at all. What reaction do you think I'm going to have? Well, Alvin really likes touching the disc. I can kind of feel like because I have some magical ability, the disc is a little funky. But I'm curious to see. I haven't really found anybody else who reacts to it. Maybe you do. I also have not done this as a widespread test. So this is a very small group of people that we've tested this on. But just go ahead and I put the disc on the table so that I'm not touching it when they touch it. And uh, go, go ahead. Just just, just, just touch the disc. See, see if anything happens. Please? They look at you <laughs> very skeptically. Yeah, that's fair. And then they cautiously step forward uh-huh. and gingerly poke the disc. And? Nothing happens. Oh. They kind of poke it again. Poke it a few times, and then they, uh, again, cautiously rest their hand on it. Uh-huh. Is something supposed to happen? Well, I kind of feel something when I touch it. And as I said, Alvin feels like it's like licking a battery. It does feel... Yeah? Potent? So you can like... I don't understand what it huh. means, but I feel as though I could accomplish so much. Huh. Interesting. And you All see right. their fingers kind well, of grip around it? Okay, that's enough for now. That's enough disc for now. Thank you for participating in my experiment. This was very useful. And I kind of peer at them. They're just kind of staring at it. They're like holding it in their hand. Nope, I'm taking it away. I'm taking the disc away. Okay, that's enough. <laughs> that's enough disc time for, for now. Okay, all right. And I take the disc away from them. Are you trying to physically take the disc yes. away or are you trying to persuade them nope, to I'm give taking, it to you? I'm taking it away like I am taking something away from a, a toy from a child. Perhaps. Give me a roll to act under pressure. Oh, boy. <laughs> God damn it. 
Oh my god! I'll be really excited if it if it's actually tingling for them too. It feels like looking. So it may ring. just be like the one ringing. Oh no! Yeah. <laughs> so that's a four. Woof. Uba dooba. That's not good. Mark XP. Uh, marked experience. Yeah. Hooray. JR, I think you reach for it and Pax locks eyes with you. But you don't recognize the gaze that you see. Ooh-hoo. And they thrust a hand out and you are thrown bodily across the studio Ooh. and you land with a thud against the wall and you're going to take one harm. Oh boy. Oh shit. Can I do anything in response? Sure. I mean, they're standing kind of dumbstruck. Like they don't understand what just happened. So yeah, I mean, they're they're kind of just standing there. All right. With their hands still outstretched. All right. I've still got the cue with me. I think what I'm trying to do is knock the disc out of their hand and kick some ass is, is tough and I am not tough at all. So I think I'm going to try to do it with magic. Okay. Well, that is... A 13, and I have advanced. Okay. How does this look? Like, what does this look like as you use magic to extricate the disc shard from Pax? Okay, so I spent the weekend going through my magic cards, and a lot of the cool art for a lot of the blue cards, which is the color that's typically associated with wizards, has a lot of kind of like spectral hands reaching out. And so I'm kind of thinking that what this is going to look like is perhaps a bit of that energy wave is going to come out and basically either push the disc out or like separate packs from the disc. Perhaps the hand is kind of visible. Perhaps it's more of an idea of an invisible hand, like knocking it away. Um, What is my advanced? On an advanced, I will offer you an added benefit. Added benefit. Ooh. Okay. Yeah, is that how this goes down? You're sort of using like a a spectral force to knock the disc out of Pax's hand? I mean, you invoke Adam Smith and the invisible hand. Sorry, go on. (laughs) Gross. I mean, I was also going to say, I was like, I don't really want to use the word magic hand because that just sounds kind (laughs) of... But to be clear, hand. what's gross about this is Adam Smith. Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah, Not yeah. Not the invisible no, 100%. hand. <laughs> uh, that invisible hand's sure looking pretty fucking visible these days. Yeah. Yeah. So, JR, you thrust the key out in response, and this concussive blast of ethereal blue force ripples out, catches Pax where they're holding the disc, and knocks it one way and knocks Pax back the other, and the disc sort of clatters out of their hand. They kind of stumble to their feet and shake their head and look at the disc and then look at you and you see this look of embarrassment or like shame almost. Yeah, they should feel shame. Yes. And they look at you and say, "I'm, I'm so sorry. I, it, it wants to be used, Jr. It wants to be free." Yeah, last time I freed something, it didn't go very well. So, no, disc. And I shake my finger at it. And I think we fade away on the two of you, standing in the studio, staring at the fragment of disc on the floor. Alvin. Yes. You and Sarah are headed back to Kristen's loft. Mm Mm-hmm. To figure out what's going on there. Yeah. What's, what's the dealio? So you and Sarah make your way across town and you arrive mm-hmm. at Kristen's loft. 
We'll go up, and while Sarah leans against the the railing and like watches the street, Alvin will knock on the door. Over the intercom, you hear, "Who is it?" Kristen. I mean, no, this is Alvin. You're Kristen. It's Alvin and Sarah. We're here to. Uh, you called us earlier. We're here right. to help. Yeah, yeah. Weird guy. Okay. Um, it's I, you and who? Alv- Your sister. Alvin. And, yeah, Sarah. Alvin. Right. Alvin and Sarah. Okay. It's just you two. Y- yes. Yes. Okay. Come on in. And you hear a buzz. We saw which room to go to, I presume, so we head yeah, in. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, we head in and make our way up. You head up to Kristen's loft apartment. It's sort of a uh, bohemian industrial chic loft. And she opens the door and lets you inside. Oh, and I forgot to say when we're walking around, we're holding hands. Got it. Yeah. She looks generally the same although she has kind of a hollow look behind her eyes but she opens Mm -hmm. the door and looks you up and down and skeptically asks one more time alvin that's me okay come inside how's her place look a little disheveled like like a little bit in disarray hasn't left in a while yeah that look when someone's sort of been cooped up for a while you know Mm -hmm. kind of like basically everyone right now right (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh, yeah, it looks it looks like that. Like things are just a little in disarray. There's a lot of like delivery boxes, mm-hmm. delivery food, just not quite in total shape. Because I don't remember ex- if we learned how long it's been since she forgot who she was. So trying to kind of get a little bit of a range here based on like how long it's looked like she's been in here. Yeah, based on the apartment, but also just like your general sort of knowledge of when things started and when you were gone. Mm-hmm. I guess probably a week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we head in, uh, still holding hands. Like we're both independently looking for clues, but we are forget me nodded together. <laughs> yep. The two of you head inside. Uh, it's a, I mean, it's a nice loft aside from being a little cluttered. And Kristen kind of walks over and sits down in like a little reading nook near the big window. And as the two of you get your bearings, she points at a rather clear coffee table. And mm-hmm. sitting dead center is a sleek stylish VR headset hmm. with the word imagine etched into the side. Imagine. Huh. Yeah, I think we get close to that. I'm going to have Sarah take some pictures and send those back to the Daylight Society. Mm-hmm. And Alvin's going to ask Kristen, so is it tethered to anything? Is this battery powered? I don't really know. I mean, it's not connected to my TV or my phone or anything. I don't think it's connected to anything. It, yeah. I assume it's battery powered. I haven't, I haven't checked. Has this thing been here all week, or did it, did it just recently show up? It's been here as long as I can remember. Okay, and it's been on the whole time. I don't know. It started making sounds pretty soon. I didn't really notice until it started making weirder sounds. What kind of sounds? These really like weird high and low tones. Hmm. How close is it to that Imagine Labs unveiling that we found out about? I think that unveiling is, let's say, three days away. It started to whir up. I think Alvin's curiosity gets a little bit of the best of him. He's not putting it on, but he's going to pick it up and kind of look around the outside of the machine. It's on. Mm-hmm. You can tell that much. I think it makes a little ding as you pick it up. It's very sleek. There's no fastening or creases in the product casing. Nope. Have you tried smashing it? No. Works pretty well on my phone. It's usually on accident, but 
I haven't tried smashing it. I tried turning it off. It won't turn off. How did you do that? I don't see any switch or anything. There's a power button right here. Oh. Uh, and she indicates like to this weird sort of underside section of the device that's kind of hard to see. Mm-hmm. She just says, yeah, it's right here. I also try pushing it. It does not turn off. You are correct. Do you know what's happening? Okay, Kristen, there's some force in Firmament that is causing people to lose their memories. It's definitely supernatural. Uh, We know that because Sarah and I represent an organization known as the Daylight Society. You are a member of this society. You don't remember, of course. And one aspect of this entity or this effect that is making people forget is that it also wipes records of that person from physical media, digital media, and people's memories. The only reason that I remember and some of my compatriots, Sarah here, doesn't remember you. Sarah smiles. But I remember you. I was in a Sarah, Kristen, Kristen, Sarah. I forgot that you forgot. It's okay. (laughs) We were in a protected space, so, so our memories were not affected. So we remember you. I know this is hard, hard to believe, but there's a lot of weird stuff that you've also been through. Well, I can't remember anything past a week ago. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you're telling the truth about any of the rest of it, but that tracks. It's definitely strange. Our hunch currently is that it has something to do with the development of this device, which appears to be done by Imagine Labs, which is located in the Colorado National Lab. Why is it here then? You work for Imagine Labs. At first, we thought that was the connection. Most of the people who had their minds erased had a connection in some way to Imagine Labs, but it seems to be spreading now. More and more people in the town are being forgotten. I couldn't tell you who. We have emerged from that from that safe, separate space, and so we've forgotten some people too, and I don't know how many. I'm not, I'm not alone. No, you're not alone. And you remember me? I remember you. You're Kristen. You work at Imagine Labs. You tutor at uh, Firmament College. You helped Sarah here with, with her homework. Neither of you remember that, but but we're friends. I think she starts to cry. Just like slumps down in the chair and just starts to cry. We're working on f- figuring out a way to reverse it. There may be something important with this device. I'm wary of it. I don't know exactly what it's going to do, but it could be a key. It could be, we may want to investigate this before I go with my gut instinct, which was to smash it. It's going to be okay. I don't know how long a week is supposed to last, but this has been the longest week of my life. We can bring you back. We've got uh, this group, the Daylight Society. We've created a safe space it is uh, protected from this, from this effect. It won't restore your memory by entering, but it will prevent you from forgetting who you are again. And we can reintroduce you to your friends. If you remember me, then there's... That's one person. Memories can be shared. I have memories. There's some other friends who, who have memories... It's a start while we work on restoring yours, but we can share those memories with you and and with others so people remember you now. I would really like that. 
I don't want to be forgotten. I'm going to make sure that doesn't happen. I think I, I offer a big Alvin hug. She wraps her arms around you and embraces you tightly. And as this happens, you hear a series of dissonant tones. Uh-oh. But they're not abstract. And they don't come from every angle. And they don't overwhelm your senses. They're coming from the headset. Hmm. I gesture for Sarah to come and, and join the hug and then kind of pass Kristen off to Sarah for hugging. Mm-hmm. And I try to grab the biggest, poofiest duvet in the apartment and throw it over the, throw it over the headset. Yeah, you throw it over the headset and those tones come again. I want to ra- wrap it up and get it back so that we can try to take it apart or something. But I'm also kind of afraid to bring it into the apartment. Storage unit. I won't be mad as a character choice if you smash it. No, if these, it's the biggest clue we've got right now. So I think the first step is I get it wrapped up in the duvet. I say, Kristen's like, now I don't want to rush things, but are you ready to go? Yeah. Yeah, let's get out of here. Okay. This feels really claustrophobic. Yeah, stay close. And I think I have Sarah help Kristen down out of the apartment. I am immediately behind with the wrapped headset. As you walk down the stairs, the tones come again. Kristen, is this the sounds you were this is the sounds you were talking about, right? The weird ones? Yeah, this is like the I don't know, the third or fourth time maybe. Okay. It's I haven't all been keeping day, track. All, all day today or No, no, this is the first time it's happened today. Oh, okay. I mean like the third or fourth time over a week. Oh. Interesting. Man, I want to smash it, but I want to know what it's doing. I wonder if every time it does that, someone's being forgotten. That's that's my suspicion, is that this is either projecting or ensnaring, like trying to grab memories. I don't know, something from the play. We need a a scientist to take a look at this. I don't think I can smash it quite yet, but I'll get in the backseat of the car and I'll put it on the the seat and I'll just like have have a fist raised at it as we drive back. We see the three of you hop into Sarah's car. And Alvin, you toss the headset wrapped in a blanket into the back seat. And the tones come one more time. And as they do, we see the three of you drive away, but our vision zooms in on this device. We crawl beneath the sheets, and we clamber under the visor. And through it, we see the image of a police cruiser crashed into the side of the road. On the side, it says FPD. And in the passenger seat is a middle-aged man with thinning hair and a pot belly. And in the driver's seat is a young woman with raven black hair in a high ponytail and a badge that's blank. (gasps) No! No!